Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. If you're looking for real-life radio, you've come to the right place. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. It is uh, so disturbing in 2017 to know that our federal government is spending millions of dollars in court in British Columbia arguing that no government has a social obligation to the men and the women of the military, even though Prime Minister Sir Robert Borden made that commitment in 1917 during World War I, when the battles of Passchendaele and Vimy Ridge took place. But our current government and the previous government of Stephen Harper both argue, and argued, that the federal government has no social contract with the men and the women of the military, that it would be unfair to expect future prime ministers to bear such a responsibility. I would doubt, I would doubt that I would find too many Canadians who would agree with that particular point of view, or with the federal government spending millions of dollars fighting Canadian veterans in court as they're fighting Major Mark Campbell and his comrades. It's known as the Equitas lawsuit. But we have had situations where, by the way, if you're a a veteran listening to this program now, 1-800-263-2428 is my number. If you're a veteran or a spouse of a veteran, 1-800-263-2428 child of a veteran, 1-800-263-2428, immediate family. And you have some questions about, and I'm not, I don't want to turn this into a negative situation because Remembrance Day is very positively important that we, where we celebrate the commitment of the men and the women of the military, but we cannot forget what actually happens to them on a day-to-day basis. The ceremonies are resplendent and they're appropriate. But what happens to them on a day-to-day basis when the veterans are not given the national spotlight, that is what is critically important to be dealt with. And when a government sues its own or, 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 or challenges in court its own military, its own veterans, wounded and injured veterans like Mark Campbell, who lost both of his legs, because Major Campbell says the benefits and, the, and what is offered to these soldiers, soldiers in, 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 in return is entirely insufficient and unpredictable. When a government goes to court and spends your money and my money, your tax dollars and mine, to challenge veterans in that manner, it is something that we need to talk about. And we have the forum today and we have the opportunity today because people are paying attention to men and women in uniform, to the Canadian Armed Forces. I received this email from Maria. Your interview now is hard to listen to. On top of all of the challenges your guest Major Mark Campbell and other vets face, indigenous vets would return home after the war and find that the government had sold their land without their knowledge or consent. So we have, if you're you're a veteran or an immediate family member of a veteran and you want to contribute to this conversation, 1-800-263-2428, 
Um, I think there's in the neighborhood of 80 universities which assist in paying for the tuition of children of veterans who are killed in battle. And I believe it's uh, it's called the, the Hero Project. And uh, it was in 2010 that University of Regina professors, 23 of them, if I recall correctly, 23 of them, argued against the university funding the education for the children of war veterans who had been killed in battle. And they particularly pointed to the situation in Afghanistan. And I have a quote here from uh, Jeffrey Weber, who teaches political science, and who says that um, the name of the program glorifies um, war, celebrates military intervention abroad. Uh, Jeffrey Weber's quote was, we think this is a glorification of the Afghan effort. Well... Professor, it's a free world, more than less, at least our part of it is. You're entitled to think whatever you want. That's disturbing. It is like the, uh, it is like the NDP Constituency Association in British Columbia, and we'll talk about this a little bit later on the show today, who accused our troops of behaving like terrorists in Afghanistan. And they wanted that debated at an NDP national convention in Quebec City. So it was going to be uh, a position of the NDP. This is what they wanted. This is what the Constituency Association in B.C. wanted. They wanted it to be a national position of the New Democratic Party that our troops behave like terrorists in Afghanistan. Rob is in Toronto calling us at 800-263-2428. Hey, Rob, thank you for the call, sir. Yeah, hi, Roy. Uh, I'm the, uh, my, my father was a World War II veteran uh, uh, from, from Chatham, Ontario, who, uh, who was one of the volunteers to uh, go overseas. And I also had two uncles on my uh, mother's side who were pilots. They uh, unfortunately didn't make it home. Their planes were shot down in 1943. And, uh, yeah, my dad, he came back with four medals, and I'm not sure uh, what each one were for. Well, one was had to be for pro- was probably for 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 being a volunteer to go overseas. Was there was there concern about the way they were treated when they came home? I didn't think so. Not after the Second World War. I'm not sure when he came home. It was well, long before I was born. Actually, yeah. uh, uh, World War ended. Two World War Two ended in 1945. I was born in 1960. Uh, my my dad he didn't uh, share too many stories about about the war. Uh, while he was alive, but after he died, my mother told me a, 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 a shocking story uh, about him. Uh, one, one morning, apparently, he woke up. Uh, I guess it was in a field in combat zone, and everyone, every one of his uh, fellow soldiers around him were, were lying dead. Uh, there must have been an ambush in the middle of the night, or something happened. Uh, he was the only one that he, he doesn't know why he wasn't killed himself. He, uh, he was uh, he, apparently he was the only one alive. What a story! And that had to. Uh, well, that, that's something. I mean. Uh, uh, I think that's something that would probably give anyone uh, post-traumatic stress. Well, disorder. I would think so. Yeah, I mean, there are so many. Thank you for the call, Rob. So many of the uh, of the troops when they came home said nothing. We've heard this over and over that they said nothing. They would not talk about their experiences, and I think a lot of it had to do with uh, the fact that it was too difficult for them. That we, there was post-traumatic stress disorder 
Yeah. I was just looking at a story here. One of the things that, that I started at 900 CHML in Hamilton about 15 or so years ago, maybe longer, was uh, a broadcast on, the, on Remembrance Day at the Cenotaph downtown. And at the time, I hosted the 9 to Noon program, and so we broadcast at the Cenotaph the whole three hours, and we carried the 11th hour ceremony. And the veterans came and talked to us. We talked to the students. Uh, the school boards brought down a thousand kids each, and it was quite an incredible uh, show of support in the city. Second year, I think there was something like 25,000 people there. But I've mentioned this in the past, this particular story, but I also just came across um, this young woman's name. I'm sure it's the same person, Gemma Wolf who wrote to McLean's magazine on November the 8th, 2013, and wrote about the professor who would not allow them, the students, to recognize the 11th hour on Remembrance Day. And I'm sure that it, I'm sure that it was Gemma who called me on the air that day and relayed after 11 o'clock while we were taking calls on Remembrance Day, saying our professor wouldn't allow us to take a two minutes of silence. And here's a little bit of what she wrote to McLean's, one of the tensest moments of my first year at McMaster University. Didn't happen when I was writing exams or fighting with my roommate or handing in a late assignment. It happened on November the 11th, 2009, when I was sitting in the musty basement lecture hall of an old arts building on campus. The English professor started lecturing at 10.30 a.m. When 11 a.m. rolled around, the time traditionally reserved some two minutes of silence and respect for those affected by war, through combat or collateral, a student raised her hand. Shouldn't we stop the lecture right now, she said, and outlined her case, that it would be the most respectful thing to do. A long, awkward silence fell over the large hall. Then the professor said, no. I don't remember her reason exactly. It was a convoluted argument about respecting her lecture in the academic space and not interrupting it by glorifying war. She was against recognizing the moment. But then the student argued back, and more and more students jumped in until finally, several minutes past the 11 a.m. mark, uh, there was about 60 seconds of awkward silence. While that particular minute was spent more in embarrassed quiet for the uncomfortable circumstances than in thoughtful contemplation, it has come back to me every November since as I dwell on war and peace. Remembrance Day, poppies, and everything this time represents. That was uh, Gemma Wolf. I'd like to talk to her again. If any of you know where uh, Gemma is, J-E-M-M-A-W-O-L-F-E, ask her to get in contact with me, would you? Please. She called in that morning, and she was absolutely... I know, she was disturbed, she was angry, she was frustrated, she was... If I recall correctly, almost in tears about it. So we'll talk more about uh, Remembrance Day a little later on in the program. I wanted to start with Major Campbell. Had the opportunity to speak with him, and we took it. When we come back, we're going to talk to uh, Andy. Andy's a listener to this program. And a few weeks ago, when we talked about white privilege, Andy was listening, and he called in. And then he reacted, responded, 
to what we were talking about. Andy will explain when we come back on The Roy Green Show.